Hello and welcome. Legally Brief presents the Child Athlete Abuse Podcast. I'm your host, Judy Saunders. I'm a lawyer, mother, and survivor. I work with competitive youth athletes, survivors of abuse, and their families who are dealing with abusive authority figures. This podcast is for anyone who is fed up, dealing with fear, and searching for answers. I really hope that you enjoy the contents of each episode, but remember, it is never a substitute for speaking directly with an attorney who knows and understands your unique circumstances. If you're looking for past episodes, head on over to my website, jsaunderslawfirm.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the newsletter. And one more thing, don't forget to rate and review the show and leave a comment. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get into the show. What did world-renowned Olympian Simone Biles just do by pulling out of events at the Tokyo Olympics? If you have not been watching the news, if you're not on social media, if you have been visiting another planet, you may not know that gymnast Simone Biles pulled out of events at the Olympics. I want to know, what did she just do? What is the impact? Here's what I came up with. Simone Biles kept us honest. Parents, coaches, authority figures. We always say we want our children to express themselves. We want whole individuals, whole adults that voice their opinion. Well, while we were walking the walk, Simone Biles just showed us in real time how to talk it and how to walk. Simone Biles showed us how to follow our North Star. The third thing that I think Miss Biles just showed us by not participating in events that she said believed were not the best thing for her physical and mental health, she showed us that trauma does not disconnect us from our inner self and from our inner truth. The fourth thing Miss Biles did, she added to the conversation and she's going to make us question on a deeper level, what are the goals and objectives of the adults that are controlling the sports machine? Those are the four things that Miss Biles did by pulling out of these events. Miss Biles is calling us to task. She's showing us all, athletes, parents, how to not capitulate, how to not to fold to pressure. And we're not talking just about the pressure that you're going to encounter in your high school hallway, in the locker room, even in your employer's office, in the hallway, at the water cooler. Miss Biles dealt with pressure and scrutiny on a national level, social media, news reports. There was no place, international and national, local media reports. There was not a newspaper from the New York Times to the Washington Post to the USA Today to your local grocery store circular that didn't mention Miss Biles pulling out of an event because she felt that it was not going to be the best thing for her physical and mental health. That's pressure and that's scrutiny. And Miss Biles did that. She pulled out in spite of that pressure. She set a boundary and she showed us how all how to implement our own boundaries in spite of backlash, retaliation, disparaging remarks, or how it could impact our career. Many times we don't take things that we know to be right or we know that's in our best interest because we worry about the pushback. Miss Biles is quoted as saying, 
For anyone saying I quit, I didn't quit. My mind and my body are simply not in sync. I don't think you really, you realize how dangerous this is on a hard competition surface. Nor do I have to explain why I put my health first. Physical health is mental health. And that's Miss Biles on withdrawing from the team final and individual all around competition. That was the statement, one of the statements that she put, that she put out there to show us, to model, to her peers, to model, to recreational, travel, elite level, Olympic level athletes. You have got to do what's right for you. No longer, no longer can I sit back and, you know, demand in my life, demand of my children saying, just saying, mouthing the words, oh, I want you to be whole. I want you to be real. I now have a real example. My kids have a real example of what it is to be real and what it is to be whole. She set a boundary and in spite of retaliation, despite peer pressure, media pressure, global pressure, she kept up that boundary. The second thing, following her North Star, author Martha Beck in her both, in her most recent book, talked about following your North Star. Now, this concept of following your North Star, doing what's right for you, is not a principle that's new. It's been espoused by many different teachers, leaders, thought leaders, even spiritual leaders. It's as old as the planet itself. It can be called following your intuition, your inner voice, having that connection between yourself and that universal truth that causes you, causes your child to not give in to peer pressure. It's knowing, it's understanding what's right for you. It's feeling that inner, that inner knowing and following it. That North Star and what we saw Miss Biles do, when you're connected to it, it's the guide that will lead you to and let only you know what's the best it could be when if you're trying to decide a career, a certain educational path to pursue. If you're talking about your life partners or a business venture, it's that intuition. Yes, you may have facts, outward facts that you're evaluating and you should. You may also seek out the advice of mentors, individuals that you can trust. If you have a parent that you trust, you can seek that out. But at the end of the day, you have to circle back and you have to know what your North Star is because what's right for me may not always be right for what's right for someone else. Even someone as close to us as our family members. You may be giving advice to a family member or child, and that may not be what's right for them, their North Star, what comports and what aligns with their inner, with their intuition. It's the concept of how we know that we're acting. And I've spoken about this before, being in integrity with yourself in a prior podcast with Olympian Catherine Starr. We talked about being in integrity, how athletes have to be in integrity with themselves, both in their career and in life. I refer to it and I've experienced it. It's being in alignment with your values. And when you're in that alignment, then you know you have that balance and that knowing when your health, both your physical and your mental health are in sync. You may also hear this concept referred to as your inner voice, your inner child speaking to you. Being connected to that inner voice and following it, that is more valuable. That being in alignment with yourself is more valuable than silver, than gold, than money. Having that connection to your intuition and your North Star, it's what keeps you connected. It's what keeps you on track, pursuing your health, 
your happiness, and that will inevitably, that will bring you wealth. That is on my level, at my deepest level, that is my wish for the people that I love most that are in my world. That's my wish for my own children, that they are connected, they hear, they know the sound of their inner voice, and they follow it, that they not be cut off for too long, that they not be severed. You can never be forever severed by your North Star. Yes, there are things such as trauma, childhood trauma, trauma later in your life, sexual abuse, cruelty. It could be cruelty early in your life, maybe by a parent, maybe by someone that you trust. That can momentarily cut you off from that inner knowing and cause you to believe whatever the circumstances that brought about the cruelty cause you to believe disparaging remarks about yourself but it never leaves you. Your North Star never leaves you. It's that universal truth that was born inside you and placed inside of you by whomever you believe to be your highest power. Some people call it God. Some people call it Allah. Some people just refer to it as the universe, but that is never completely cut off. Trauma will sever it, but not cut it off. When I started to understand this crucial importance of being connected and reconnecting to that intuition, and not letting the obstacle of listening to others, listening to what they believe to be best for me. When I understood how important that was, I then began to become committed to that practice. And that practice, how I started to reconnect was through the practice for myself. It was meditation. It was listening. It was understanding how things fell into my body, what it felt like, what my heart may have felt like, the heart racing, what just knowing and listening. So I started to practice this at home. And then I said to myself, once I started to become a little bit more connected, because I would say for certain parts of my life, a large part of my life, I was not connected to that inner knowing. But once I, through studying, through reading, through understanding, once I started to pay more attention to that and realize how crucially it is on this journey through life, I said, hey, there's no way. I have got to ensure that my boys are also practicing this and also aware of this and they're reconnected to this. So I made the decision to, you know, really try to live this with my boys. Now, here's a disclaimer. I didn't, of course, totally relinquish my duties as a parent. I still believe that I have a role to guide my children there at the age on matters of life or death and respecting others, respecting the community, understanding laws and how to live together. But issues about what they would pursue as hobbies or in their extra time, how they wanted to express their opinions. I said to myself, because it's so important that they listen and be able to express their inner voice in a safe setting and with safe people such as myself, that I wasn't going to you know, punish them if their opinions differed from mine or they could be free to express themselves without kind of pushback from me. So I announced this to my sons, that their opinions are welcomed and that I wanted to understand more about what they believed their inner truth was and where their North Star and their path in life was. My mantra at the time that I would repeat to myself when I was practicing this early on was that, you know, our children, it's that saying that our children are not our own. They just come through us. They don't belong to us. So that was the practice. Now, my youngest son, I've talked about him before. He is fun. And he wasted no time with taking me to task on my new practice. (laughs) 
And so, for example, I remember in particular, and aren't our, our children our best teachers? So I was pressing him to go to a gathering. I think it was a family gathering or some type of gathering. And, you know, in my mind, it was very important. We were going to dress up. We were going to put on, you know, a facade, so to speak, and we were going to go. Well, he was very cool on the idea. And he wasted no time telling me that he didn't want to go, that this was not in line with his North Star or his intuition, whatever I was calling it at that time. And I caught myself. Now, previously, before my practice, I would have unwrapped my tools of to get my kids to comport to what I wanted. And maybe I would have threatened to take his iPhone or some other consequence. But he quickly reminded me that he was following his intuition and the gathering did not work for him. Hey, I had to take his lead because I realized that what was at stake was really these little micro disconnections. I didn't want to be the person that pecked away and caused him to be an obstacle to listening what was best for him in these smaller situations. So I had to push back because I want my son, I want all of us to cultivate what we saw Miss Biles just model for us, to follow intuition, to do what's in line for your personal mental health. Hey, look, Miss Biles pulling out of those events, maybe that wasn't best for the United States of America before the medal count. Maybe it wasn't best for the team at the time, but that's not what she was showing us. She was showing us that it was not aligned with herself, with her athlete, with her athleticism and what she needed to stay healthy. I thank her for that. We were also saw and a lesson from what Miss Biles just did is that trauma doesn't disconnect us forever from our inner self, from that intuition. It is my position from the work that I've done that what cuts us off as adults, what cuts our children off from the ability to see danger, to understand danger, and to even talk ourselves into situations that feel wrong is trauma. When we go through trauma at an early age or at any stage, We then doubt our core. We doubt our inner knowing. We set it aside. We put it to the side and we then allow others to step into that sacred place. We allow, maybe it's a teacher, maybe it's a coach, some other authority figure, a parent, an uncle, a guardian. We allow those individuals to step in and we let their voice, in the case of trauma, it's going to be a negative voice. We let that voice guide us. You're not good enough. You suck. You're horrible. You're ugly. You don't try hard enough. You're stupid. I knew you would never make it. Whatever that negative voice that is the voice of the abusive authority figure, that then takes the substitution of our inner voice. And we begin to follow that voice and we begin to make decisions that's horrible for us. But at some point, the body and the mind can't live like that. And that's why so many times I've seen individuals that I've worked with, they turn to substance abuse because they have to continue to numb their inner knowing. And they also have to cope with the fact that they are listening to these negative voices, maybe negative voices of individuals that have abused them. But here's the good news. Now, I don't know if this was the case with Miss Biles, but we do know that she did sustain sexual abuse. And what we saw, we saw, however, is that in spite of sexual abuse, she did exercise 
and she did act in alignment what was best with her. So that shows that we're never truly disconnected regardless of past trauma. You can find and you can reconnect with what's right for you. Trauma may temporarily disconnect us and cause us to be out of alignment, a cause us others to take advantage of us, but it won't last forever. Finally, this is what I saw Miss Biles do. She added to the conversation where we have to continue to question on a new level, what are the goals? What are the objectives of the adults that are controlling the sports machine, the athletic industry? Parents and kids begin in recreational leagues, travel sports with the objectives such as friendship, physical conditioning, wanting to teach your children discipline, how to set it and achieve a goal. That was why I put my kids in sports. And I know that's why the majority of us, we may have loved sports ourselves. And you can remember that when you set out, nothing made you happier to be outside on a field with grass, running around with your friends after practice, going to events together, going to going out to you know, get ices or ice cream with your friends or your team. You got some physical conditioning. You work together. Those are amazing goals. And that's why we started out. In the work that I do in representing competitive athletes, I've seen these goals get perverted. And at some point, for some reason, there's a confusion. They no longer, the goals of friendship, of discipline, they change. It could be a result of maybe parents are confused about what they truly want and maybe they're projecting that on a child. It could also be that these goals are perverted because of an abusive authority figure begins to groom a parent and a child and that results in mental and physical harm. Or, and, it could these can be and, or, or maybe it's the athlete themselves that at some point start out with these lofty positive goals, but through the journey, of their athletic career, they become out of align with themselves. They no longer maybe are listening to their inner voice. They don't know any longer what they're searching for, what they're trying to reach for. And that can cause mental pain and mental anguish. There's a statistics that says that Olympians, as compared to other athletes, have a high rate of suicide. And that's a sad statistic because these men and these women, the time and the energy and the commitment that they put forward, it doesn't warrant them having to harm themselves. It doesn't warrant them having to be disconnected. And that's what we want to stop. And that's why I was so excited when I saw what Miss Biles was doing. And that's why I asked this question to all of you. What did you think was doing? What did you think? What did you feel? Or the athlete sitting next to you, your son and your daughter? What was your initial opinion? Were you critical of Simone Biles? Were you inspired by it? Ambivalent? Here's my hope. My hope is that we can continue to support athletes like Miss Biles and that we're motivated by her. We're motivated that she's keeping adults and athletes honest when we say we want people, we want children who express their voices. I hope we stay motivated to follow our intuition, to stay aligned, to look to our North Star. We stay motivated and inspired and know that trauma, sexual, physical, emotional trauma won't disconnect you from your inner self. If anything, use Miss Biles and get back to what's right for you at any age. Start that practice today and that now we can commend and we can join the conversation with Miss Biles, with Simone Biles, joining the conversation and question really question 
what are the true goals and objectives of the men and the women that are running the sports machine, running the athletic industry. As always, it is an honor and a pleasure to spend this time with you. Answer my questions. Send them off to me. You can send me some answers and your thoughts. Send it right to my inbox at Judy, J-U-D-I-E at jsaunderslawfirm.com where you can respond in the comments. I always appreciate when you leave a comment and you rate and review the show. It helps us get the word out. Share this show with someone else that may be thinking, you know, wow, I don't know what to do. I, we had, I, I feel so out of sorts, out of alignment. Well, guess what? We just had a great model for all of us during the last week. And I'm sure this coming week during the Olympic games, we had a great model of that shows us how to stay in alignment with each other, with ourselves and with each other. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. And until next time, be well. information and content in this podcast is provided for entertainment purposes only nothing in this podcast shall constitute legal advice and shall not create an attorney client relationship this information is general and may not be applicable to your particular circumstances you should review your particular circumstances with an attorney all liability with respect to actions taken or not taken based on the contents of this podcast is hereby expressly disclaimed